Good morning, Ramp Church. It is so good to spend Sunday morning with you. And some of you recognize where we're at straight off. Uh, welcome to Stratford Grammar School. Now, 24 weeks ago, can you believe, Ramp Church, we've been in lockdown meeting online as a church for 23 straight weeks. 24 weeks ago on, sun, on this Sunday, we were we were meeting in that building, and of course we filled the auditorium. Our kids were spread out in classes, uh, learning about Jesus, encountering God. But I want to tell you, even though we're not in this building today, uh, literally <laughs> as we're speaking, but also we're scattered all throughout our city, church is, is, is just as in session as it has ever been. And we have seen God move during this lockdown season. It's such an interesting period. Because I feel like when we first got into church online, there's a bit of momentum just because it's novel. There's, there's, some, there's some adrenaline maybe. Hey, let's do this as a yeah. community. But then as returning, quote, to normal gets delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And then what once was an unprecedented season then becomes the new normal. Everyday life starts to become kind of wearying. And I don't know about you, but I found a desire for some normalcy, a desire for a rhythm, a desire for something predictable, something that I, I am used to, I was used to in the past. And I've heard from many of you, and I know you're in the same place. So one of the reasons why we wanted to come here is, yes, to talk about what used to be, but more than anything, to talk about what we feel like God wants to do in the now and the opportunity that we have here even though we're not meeting in that building that God has he already has but he also wants in the future to do things that he's never done before at Ramp Church and so we're actually starting a brand new chapter here and it's going to last all through September and and on into October a bit and our, every new chapter at Ramp Church involves new themes that we teach on and focus on in our, in our home groups. And, um, and, and it's a chapter because as a community, we're not just listening to a teaching, but we view this season as, as something God wants to work in us. He wants to, he wants to give us uh, new, new teaching, new revelation, new wisdom on what it means to be a, a person of faith, but also a people of faith, a community of faith, a community of hope and love in the middle of this season uh, at Ramp Church. Okay, so recently a new couple moved down the street from Stacy and I, and um, Stacy met him before I did, and then they came by our house, so I got to meet him. And I got to thinking about, I, I asked him their name, and then I tried to rehearse it in my mind several times so I didn't forget it, because there's nothing worse than knowing somebody a few months later and then, then asking them their name. All of us know that, that feeling. Or the, the, uh, the other option is you confidently say their name only to find out that's not actually their name. That's what I do. <laughs> but it got me thinking about some of this online church experience and how we've actually seen radical growth over the past 23 weeks meeting online. And so this new chapter is, is going to be called, um, Let Me Introduce You. Let Me Introduce You. And, and it's really a chapter that's focused on welcoming those two who are new to our community, into our vision, into our mission, and connecting the dots for what it means to be in the life of the church and the mission of God to serve our city. But it's also about 
reviving in the hearts of those who, who already call Ramp Church our home. It's about reviving in our hearts. Wow, God really has put us together for a reason. He's called us to, to carry this mission and this vision. And this new season doesn't stop us, but it actually propels us further. So let me introduce you. And this week is we're focusing on even here, even now. And it's going to kick off this chapter. We're going to talk about how God can do what He's promised in your life. He can do what He's promised in our church. He can do what He's promised in our city, even here, yeah. even now, in these wild circumstances. So, before we get to the message, I want to tell you, at the end, we're going to pray over students who are going into school, so I want you to stick around for that. It's going to be awesome. We're going to go into a time of worship again. Mm -hmm. But I do want to tell you that we have, we have uh, some, new, some new things being added to the Ramp Church calendar in the coming weeks. And a lot of what this chapter is gonna be is gonna be announcing some of those things, connecting the dots for these new spaces mm -hmm. so that you can see the purpose behind it, but also that we can go, hey, as a church family, we, we feel like we can actually lean into this season, not just waiting for it to end, but that God can give us an understanding and even practical steps on how to engage our faith, how to engage our city in this season. So be on the lookout for some of those new events, some new meetings, some, some new times of serving our city that are coming in the weeks ahead. So Stacy, you really have some thoughts to get us, get us started on the even here, even now theme, don't you? Well, just to reiterate kind of the, our heart in taking this next month to go over some of the um, the essentials of what the church is and how the church can adapt to so many different crazy circumstances. Um, I find that it's just so reassuring to, to go over what you do know. It can be, in, in, I don't know about you, but for me, I can easily be overwhelmed by all the things I don't know. And sometimes I have to even write a list. Okay, these are the things I know right now. I know God has a plan. I may not know the plan fully, but I know He has a plan. I know I'm loved, and I write those things down. And the next few weeks, you know, through the month of September, we want to go over um, who the Word of God calls the church to be and who believers are, and, and hopefully that will create fresh momentum for some of you and introduce those of you who are new. You're new to church, you're new to Christianity, you're new to, um, to our church maybe, and there's gonna be other opportunities in the future for you to learn more about Ramp Church, but really to just go over again the compelling, the compelling vision that God gives us of what it is to be a follower of Christ and how when Jesus started the church, when God initiated the church, he knew in advance every hardship, every bit of persecution, all that would come at it. And the very first thing Jesus said about the church is that gates of hell will not prevail against it, but it's going to advance. The kingdom of God is going to advance. And when Jesus, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start rolling here. I hope that's okay. I've got a, a couple Go different things on my mind, but, but Joe, I want you to interrupt me if you've got anything to say. Um, you know, the first thing that I think about is all the scriptures that we read in Proverbs, in Isaiah. I love in Isaiah, if you, if you read the book of Isaiah and you hear God talking through the prophet Isaiah, he says some very confident things about the things God plans. He says things like, if I've planned it, nobody can revoke it. If I've said it, nobody can mess with it. And there are things about God's sovereignty 
and his plan that no gate of hell, no force of hell, no, nothing can stop. And isn't that encouraging to know that, hey, we're making our plans, but God's purpose is prevailing. His purpose for Ramp Church is prevailing. His purpose for individuals who are yielded to Him is going to continue to prevail. And we are all in this journey of really pressing in to the heart of God, how we can most accurately express it in this season. So one of the things that I've been thinking about for Ramp Church and followers of Jesus, just in general, no matter what church you belong to, is no matter what the season, we are laborers in God's harvest field. And sometimes we think of harvest field and and what do I mean by harvest? Well, harvest is a term used in the word of God. Let me just read to you. And Jesus even defines this a bit. This is John chapter four. I'm not gonna read the whole thing to you, but Ramp Church, I encourage you to dig into John chapter four this week and read the whole thing. But um, it's the story of Jesus. He is at this well, which the well in ancient times, Jesus' day was just such an everyday place. It was like going to the grocery store. People went every day in the morning or in the evening to get their water. So ordinary. And Jesus is sitting at this well by himself at noontime. It says that he's weary, he's thirsty, he's hungry. And this Samaritan woman comes, crosses his path. He asks her for a drink. Um, We know the story, even some of the history of the Samaritans and the Jews, there was a lot of racial tension. The Samaritans were a mixed race people. They were partly Jew, partly Gentile. They weren't liked by Jews. They weren't liked by uh, non-Jews. So there's lots of tension. It's a woman. She's got a questionable lifestyle, but Jesus is switched on. And this is what he says about harvest, okay? Because some of you are hearing that term. You're like, I haven't heard that term harvest. What in the world does that mean? Is that like we're all farmers? And Jesus spoke in parables and terms so that people in that time could really get the message clearly. And in John chapter four, you know, I read this verse um, last, last week as well, where he's, the disciples return with food and he says, I've got food that you don't know about it. And that's to finish the work of Christ. In John chapter, um, in the work of God, in John chapter 4, verse 35, he says, You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both planter and harvester alike? Now, this is really, I feel like this is relevant to the disciples and um, relevant to us as current disciples in this even here, even now, because the disciples are in this unlikely place for the Lord to just be talking about these souls are coming into the kingdom of God and here and now wake up and see these harvest fields. I mean, they're at a well. They're not anywhere, anywhere near a temple. It's like just a place they're passing by. They're in Samaria. I mean, this is a place where they, in in the Jewish mindset, these people are not fit to hear, you know, to be in the presence of the Messiah. But Jesus just starts breaking those boxes. And he says, here in this Samaritan village, in the middle of the day, with this woman who has a questionable lifestyle, look up, wake up, and the harvest is here. And I have been, as I've been praying for you, Ramp Church, I just feel the Lord reminding us that we are here in this city as a harvesting tool. And that in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a stressful season, 
in your home, in the middle of uncertainty, in the middle of you not knowing maybe what the next few months looks like, maybe you're working from home, even here, even now, we are surrounded by a harvesting field. People are filling this city and people are the heart of God. And every person is going to spend their eternity with Jesus or they're going to spend their eternity separated from God. And here Jesus is saying to us, wake up and look, the harvest is ripe. Right here, right now, you are an effective laborer in God's field. More than ever, our city needs us to be switched on to the opportunities. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm just amazed that Jesus, who's sitting there, well, I don't know if I'm amazed. I'm challenged, I think, by the fact that Jesus is tired. It says, listen to how it describes at the beginning of this passage. It says, um, J- Jacob's well was there, and um, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well around noontime. The disciples had gone for food. He asked the lady for a drink, so he's thirsty. He's tired, he's hungry, but he's switched on. And what does it mean to be the church right now? Is it means you've got, you may have some challenges, you may feel weary, you may feel hungry yourself spiritually, you may feel like you're thirsty for God in an increased way, but yet you are possibly sitting right in the middle of a divine appointment. And to be a follower of Jesus Christ, to be the church in this season, is we have to wake up and switch on. There are people around us who are hungry for the bread of life, who are thirsty for living water, and it's inside of us, Ramp Church. It's inside of us, and there's divine opportunities that are waiting for us to just switch on to. Did you have anything on that? Oh, I, I, I love it. And the idea that something so mundane and normal mm-hmm. as a well yeah. and a condition that is what Jesus was in of being tired and hungry, mm-hmm. that even in that place, something seemingly normal can turn into something supernatural. Yes. And I think when we have this well, the church has got to be, it's got to happen inside that building. Mm-hmm. It's got to happen when we've had pre-service prayer and I'm feeling really spiritual and that's when God wants to break in. Yeah. When we have that mentality, I think it almost keeps us from, from embracing the even here, even now. Yeah. And I wonder, just in our everyday lives, if what would happen if we would let that thought hit us in the normal? Wait a second. Yeah. What if God wants to to do his will even here, even now. Yes. That, that's almost like a mantra is I'm going to pick up my shopping or I'm, I'm, I'm meeting with family members that I know are hurting and I know they need a word from God. I know they need yeah. healing or ministering from the Holy Spirit. And in my mind, I remember, wait a second, even here, even mm-hmm. now. I don't have to bring them to Stretford Grammar School to Ramp Church. I don't yeah. have to bring them to my pastor for him to pray for yeah. them. No, no, no. Even here, even now, God can do what he wants to do. Yes. I feel, you know, one of the things the Lord is, is really challenging me, and we've been praying into this in our prayer meetings. Many of you have joined us in some powerful prayer meetings, and we've been praying for a grace to be upward and outward, and to really engage 
um, and not be overcome, not be overwhelmed and become, you know, self-absorbed. And isn't the temptation in times of uncertainty, in times of increased stress, there's this temptation you're working against to just be overwhelmed and only pray about your own problems and only think about you know your own challenges and once we start to become inward and everything that we're thinking about and everything that we're praying about is just about us the life begins to get sucked out of us yeah because the life of the spirit is the life of a disciple which is the ability to be switched on and serve others jesus said he didn't come to be served but to serve others. I, I remember personally, when I look back at my history with God, I remember a time when, when I was really, I was wanting to experience God more for myself. Mm -hmm. And I had a discipline of getting in the word every day and praying, and, but most of my prayer times revolved around myself, mm -hmm. my needs or my struggles yeah. or my desires. And I remember one day seeking God in prayer and I was like, God, I just want to, I want to know you more. I want to experience you more. And I just felt the still small voice of the Holy Spirit say, um, I want you to pray for so-and-so. And they put somebody's name on my heart. And I was like, okay. Uh, and I kind of shifted my prayer from myself to them. And immediately when I started praying for, the, for, for that person, yeah. I could sense the nearness of God. Mm -hmm. I could sense His love. I could sense His compassion in my heart. And it showed me that sometimes the, the more of God that I personally desire or even the needs that I personally need met are found when I turn my posture towards others. Yes. And when I start to be others focused, there's something really unique that happens in my own life. It yeah. opens a pathway for God to be able to minister to me. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about what you're saying. It's not that, that God wants to, to neclect our needs. Mm -hmm. It's not that he's like, right. re reject your needs, only focus on others. Yeah. It is, Jesus is the need meter. Yes. And if we're genuinely trusting in him to meet needs, that let's be honest, we can't really even meet him on our own anyway. Mm -hmm. He's gotta meet him. But when we trust him to meet our needs, and we shift our focus to the things that are on His heart, the city that's on His heart, the families that are on His heart, the individuals that are on His heart, then all of a sudden, we feel supernaturally our needs start to be met. Yeah, yep. Have you, have you seen that? Absolutely, I mean, I think that's why when the disciples came back, Jesus said, I have food you know not of. Wow. He said, I have something that's nourishing me that's fulfilling me and it's to do the work of God. And yeah. then in another passage, you know, Jesus says that he was sent here to the earth to seek and to save the lost. And then he prays in John 17, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. I am sending these disciples. And so absolutely, as we lay down our lives for each other, as we reach out to do the mission of God, even in our own sense of need, there is a release of the life of God. Paul said it this way, death works in me, but life works in you. And the ability to do that doesn't come by mustering up and doing some kind of mental exercise. It's leaning in to the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, back in the Old Testament times, if we wanted to encounter the presence of God, we would have to go to a temple and have a priest make sacrifices for us on certain days of the week. But then when Jesus was crucified and he rose again, we who believe in him now have access to the presence of God and the Spirit of God lives in us. 
And because the Spirit of God moved from a physical location to indwelling believers, then things like persecution could happen in the church in Acts. What happened? You know, you know the verse in Acts, Acts chapter 8, I believe it is, where it says that there was persecution and the believers scattered. And when the believers scattered, what happened? The gospel and the kingdom expanded. I was thinking about that. In fact, let me just see if I can find that verse, Acts 8, 4. It says, um, but the believers who were scattered preached the, gospel, preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. Now, they didn't have a script for what to do in times of persecution. They had the Holy Spirit living in them. And that Holy Spirit was going with them and they were engaging their world wherever they went. Now, we don't have a script for how to be the church in pandemic. But the other day I was just in prayer for us, Ramp Church, and I was thinking, Lord, what's it going to be written of Ramp Church in pandemic? Is it, I, Lord, I hope, help us, Jesus, that it's not a pandemic hit. Churches couldn't meet in person. So Ramp Church took a siesta because they didn't like Zoom and they didn't like doing things online. Half of them backslid and then the other half just waited until they could meet back in person to really access God and do His work. No, that's not the, that's not the history we're called to write. Right. No, a pandemic hit. The church was scattered and the presence of God was in, unleashed across Manchester in greater measure. Ramp Church leaned in to the presence of God. They engaged with the Word of God. They made extra effort to encourage one another. They made extra effort to pray for one another. They gave more. They prayed more because their city needed more in a global crisis. We are in the middle of writing. God is writing through us a story of the church. And we are in times that we don't know how to navigate, but the Spirit of God inside of us is still alive, wanting to get through us. And He is getting through us. Oh, we have seen God work through you on the streets, praying for people, leading people to Jesus, praying for neighbors, delivering food. God is doing something that we've asked Him to do. He, has, he is helping us reach unchurched people in greater measure than ever before. Am I right? Or is yes, that just my Yes, and you have some stories. I mean, we, we, we've heard some of your stories, but Stacy has a couple yeah. that we wanted to highlight even this morning. And yes, this I've may be a good time testimony. to read those. Yes, well, I, before I read, I have got one amazing testimony to share, but before I read that, I just want to take a minute, Ramp Church, to remind you of something I know we all know, and that's the value of a human soul. That God sent his son, his most prized possession for humans, for us, for our souls, our souls that are eternal. Our souls are going to live on. And Jesus came to seek and to save these lost souls and bring them in to fellowship with God again. And there is nothing more valuable, Jesus said, there is nothing more valuable on planet earth than your soul and the souls of the people that you walk the streets with, that you go to school with. I feel like I'm going to cry just talking about it. There is something that is, you know, and what, what is it to be awake, to be switched on? This is something I'm asking the Lord's help for. I want to be switched on to the value of the people that I see every day. And Jesus, when he was walking the earth, he was never switched off to that reality that these people that he is coming with, that he's on mission to bring the love of God to them to represent the Father to him. 
I'm thankful in some ways that we've been forced out of our comfort zone. I'm thankful that we've been forced in ways to stretch and reach out in ways that we weren't reaching out. I'm thankful. What if, okay, I'm going to share this testimony. I promise I will, but just, just think about this with me. I thought the other day about the past six months, the past five months, and I thought about certain texts that you guys have sent about how you've been able to share your online, you know, share the online service with your, your family members that have never engaged with God and that they've sit there with you. They've sat there, some of them on the sofa crying as they listened to the good news of the gospel. I've received emails from people who have clicked that link on our website. I have decided a 17 year old boy and people who've watched even in um, other parts of England and I'm rejoicing that we have somehow still through all of this been able to reach people with the gospel who've never heard it. And you know what's crazy to think about is less than 2% of our city follows Jesus. I mean 98% of greater Manchester doesn't know or hasn't received or hasn't chosen to follow Jesus. And here we are as the church. Here we are in this city. This is God's plan. He's not sending Gabriel. He's not sending Jesus again. He's got the Spirit of God in us to be the church to get through us. And what if Jesus came to us last March, Ramp Church, and he showed up in this physical building and he said, Ramp Church, I've got something kind of unusual planned. <laughs> For the next six months, I'm going to have you go online. You're only going to be online. You're not going to be able to meet in person. But I'm going to reach 10 souls because you go online. Would you do that? You know, I hear almost Abraham and Jesus in that, that story where Abraham will, would Jesus, if he said, Ramp Church, if you can't meet for six months, but you go online, you'll be able to reach one person that you wouldn't have been able to reach before? What would our response be? Oh, come on, I know, I know you. You'd be like, yes, we cannot meet in a building for six months if that'll give us one real disciple of Jesus. Yes. Or what if he said, what if he came to us and he said, Ramp Church, there's about to be a crisis and I'm gonna need you to give more money so that people in Stratford can simply have money to eat. And you're not gonna, I want you to take money that you spent towards your venue for a few months and I want you to buy meals for kids in Stratford and bring food to people that are in city center without food. Come on, you would have said, absolutely, Jesus, absolutely. We, we can ditch the venue expense temporarily to give food to people who are hungry. Absolutely, Jesus. Now, I'm not saying it's either or, I don't think. And yes, we're gonna gather together again in person, but we have got to value the souls of these people and what our mission really is with greater fervency, with greater urgency. So let me read this amazing testimony from somebody that you guys know and love, Janie. I'm gonna share with you how God has used her from her business that she runs right there in her house um, the past few months. She says, I work from home and I always play my worship music. It gives me an opportunity um, to share with people about Jesus. One of my clients has been coming to me for about 15 years. So she's a hairdresser. Janie's a hairdresser. But since I started working from home, she has seen changes in me. And she's asked me about my worship music and said how it gives her peace. I've shared my testimony with her and she told me she's always felt like she was searching for something and hadn't found it yet. Each time she came for her appointment, we had an opportunity to talk about my faith and how I came to give my life to Jesus, how he has worked in my life, how he is working in me. I invited her to ramp with me and she's loved it when she came. 
through lockdown. She's used online church and even started home group via Zoom. I was so encouraged by this, sowing seeds, sharing the power, love, and everything Jesus has for us. This month, I had another client who has been asking similar questions. She always says, Janie, there's something different about you. I'm envious of that. I want, I want what you have. My answer to her is simple. The only thing that is different is that I have Jesus in my life. I live each day in prayer, worship, sometimes fasting. I read the word. She keeps asking me how she can change. I've told her that Jesus is the only way, that he is the truth and the one who gives new life. I keep it very simple. This particular evening she came over, she said she wanted to pray. She wanted to give her life to Jesus. It was a Friday night. Josh Guest happened to stop by for youth as well. And she and Josh got to lead this lady to Jesus in her living room. Even here, even now. Yeah, come on. She switched on to the testimony that she has, just like this woman at the well in John 4. Went back to her village, shared her testimony, shared her testimony right away. Didn't like wait for some kind of like, okay, I'm really good at this. No, I mean, she, out of the overflow of her heart, she went and shared what Jesus had done, just like Janie was doing with her clients. And people were brought from darkness to light. I feel like when, when the next time somebody asks me, so when are you meeting in person again? I, I want to give them Janie's number and say, here, book a hair appointment. Church, church is there every single day yes. in her house. Because the truth is, yes. the church isn't a building. Yes, and Janie's, Janie's client calls it prayer and hair. Ha hair and prayer. She goes to yeah, Janie for yeah, hair yeah. and prayer. So it, the, the church is a people. It's you. Yes. The, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit is what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it is God's presence filling the people of God. And wherever you are, He is there. Wherever you are, church is there. Yes. And the reason we're gathered together is because God has given, the reason we're gathered as a church and that we commit to one another as a family is because God's given us a corporate assignment. Yeah. God's given us a family mission, so to speak. And this next chapter through September is really going to be a lot about that. It's going to be, we're going to be talking about what is our assignment as a family? What's the mm -hmm. mission that this house has? Therefore, yeah. each of us individually get to walk in and get to, get to walk that mandate yeah. out. But I, I feel like this is a great time to pray over people um, to, about even here, even now. Yes. That as a church, as we're scattered, that we can be the scattered church filled with the Holy Spirit and ready to lead people into a life-changing relationship yes. with Jesus. Yes. And that we can see the opportunity in the here and the now. Mm -hmm. And we can, we, even our posture, our mentality, our motives, our actions, all line up with the belief that God can do it even here. Yes, God yes. can do it yeah. even now. Uh, but some, some really specific needs um, that would be great to pray over. And then we're going to go into a, a, another time of worship. Um, but but our, our schools are coming coming back, so our yep. kiddos are going back to school, primary school, secondary school, uni students, teachers. teachers. Yes, we um, want to pray for, for all of those people. Let's do that right now. Yeah, and uh, can continue to pray for our frontline workers, you know, healthcare mm -hmm. workers, and, and also those of you that are going through financial hardship. Mm -hmm. uh, this season, of course, has been has been very difficult for many, many of us uh, mm -hmm. through the, the financial, the economic difficulties that in some ways are just getting started. So we, we want to, to, to lift all of those 
those up in prayer. So do you, do you want to just start start yes. us praying? And and Ramp Church, I know you're you're watching through a screen right now, but as we pray, I want you to, to close your eyes, to engage your spirit, and where there's agreement in God, in His name, in the name of Jesus, things shift, things happen, things are released from heaven to earth. And so join with us and let's pray for each other. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the power that's in prayer, that you have invited us, Lord, to agree according to your will and to see answers manifest, that the kingdom of God can be advanced and Jesus can be revealed. Lord, we pray for all of our students, um, primary and secondary and university students, teachers and those who work in schools. Lord, we pray for the wind of the Holy Spirit to come and freshly fill them. We pray for a fresh infilling, a fresh baptism of fire, of boldness. Lord, that they can be turned on and ready for every opportunity. We pray for fresh strength over them. Lord, that they can see the harvest field where they're being sent. I thank you, Lord, for opening up the eyes of these students, God, and these um, frontline workers and all of those at Ramp Church, some who are working from their home, some who are in physical places. I just pray, Lord, that you would switch us all on, that we can be focused on those around us, that we can be tapped into you, our eternal source, that you never run dry, that we never have to run dry. I pray, Holy Spirit, for harvest. I pray that we are awake and we can see the harvest coming. I pray, Lord, even for those who are literally feeling like they are at home all the time and that they are disconnected from the harvest. I pray that you will remind them, Holy Spirit, that the very first thing about harvest is to pray to the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth workers into the fields. I pray for fresh fire on every prayer life, fresh fire, Lord, in every bedroom, in every place, Lord, where people feel alone. I pray for the wind of the Holy Spirit now, we agree for the wind of the Holy Spirit to just be released over Ramp Church and yes. strengthen us in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Father, I thank you that you are helping bring provision to those that have needs in this yes, season. Jesus. And that your promise over us is that everything that we have need of, you will provide. And so I thank you for answers you, coming yes. um, to every person that, that is in need. Father, now, and I thank you for breakthrough that's coming to their life. Yes, In Jesus', Jesus name. Now, thank you, uh, we're going to go back and do a worship song. I've got and, one more thing, though, for Yeah, students. go, go. You know, I'm just reminded, for some of you students watching, something kind of silly I did when I was in high school. Um, in Spanish class, I can remember my best friend and I, we would intentionally sit behind the worst-behaved kid and we would pray for, the, um, for a lot of Spanish class, just praying for this person to find salvation, for them to find um, Jesus. And I just wanna challenge some of you young students to don't avoid people, but engage your spirit, engage your faith in praying for the people you are sent to that school. You are sent as a representative of Jesus. You are sent to be an example of his love, of his kindness, of his compassion, of his power. And I just release fresh boldness on you. I release fresh boldness on you in Jesus' name that you are filled with just the unction of the Holy Spirit and the heart of God that will pull you out of your comfort zone and enable you to be a part of bringing people from darkness to light in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we go into this worship song, find, find a place with God. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's sitting on your sofa. Maybe it's out on the floor in the corner of your room. Yeah. But find a place 
with God and connect with God over the next few minutes as we sing together. And I believe he's going to bring some answers to you that you've been seeking personally. Maybe you've never, ever reached out to Jesus Mm. before. This is such a great time. And it's not complicated. You can just simply express to him, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know how, how you see me. I want to know how you've called me to live my life. And I want you to be the center of my world. Yes. And, and here's, here's the thing. I know he'll respond to you. Mm-hmm. He's going to answer you. And you're, you, from this day forward, are going to be on a different path. Yes. And so if you do want to reach out to us, put a note in the comments. Click on um, the link right there. And we can't wait to see you right back here next Sunday.